Welcome to the Michigan Wild Podcast. We're just here walking around. We're going to go set a tree stand. Don't worry, my dad's weird. He never shot a huge buck. I just shot a freaking big buck. That one. Oh, you hit him. Go get that one, Henry. Right here. Welcome to another episode of Michigan Wild. Wow, what a crazy busy week it has been. I returned from Iowa, got to go hunt Iowa with my dad for the second time. We got to do their first gun season, and that was a wonderful trip. Iowa is a really cool, special place, and yeah, me and my my dad, we always enjoy doing that. Um, And we plan on doing a podcast about that here in the next couple weeks, kind of recap what went on. Um, but no, today I just, because of the crazy hectic week, I'm just riding solo again, doing this, but I kind of thought it'd be good kind of like do a season recap. And then I was able to hunt, you know, Michigan, uh, Illinois and Iowa this year. So I kind of thought, why not look up some data and kind of see, you know, what the difference is between the three States that I hunt, you know, kind of dig into the numbers a little bit and see, um, cause it's always intriguing to me you know, when I go out to these other states and hunt and, you know, I try to be as open-minded as I can and learn and see where deer like to be. And, you know, just to try to be better, you know, here in the state of Michigan and man, to tell you the truth, you know, like if you look at the state from terrain and cover and, you know, egg and all those things that these Midwest states have, like Michigan has those also, uh, you know, and I would even almost beg to differ that we have some, you know, better cover than some of these other states do. Uh, and you know, we have a lot of deer and we have, you know, access, we have a lot of public land. We have, you know, a lot of those things that you look to see, it's like, man, Michigan's, you know, right up there with them. And, you know, then it's like, well, why don't we have the bigger deer? Why do people go out of state to hunt to have maybe a better hunt? You know, and then you just, I think uh, the majority of that just comes down to, um, we have just more hunters in Michigan. So, that's kind of what I'm going to, this podcast will kind of lead into that. Some of the data that I just looked up and found, but no, I just to recap the season. It's wonder, wonderful 2023 20, fall has been for me and my family. Uh, you know, we were able to shoot some deer. I was able to shoot two bucks, with my bow in Michigan. I was able to, I did, uh, wrap my tag around a deer in Iowa, uh, with a gun, the gun tag. That was, like I said, it was a great time. It's a five day hunt and just, um, probably some of the best hunting that I've ever had. Uh, and I've had some really good hunts. So that was, that was, uh, it's been a good, it's been a good fall. And now, you know, rolling into December, um, you know, it's December 10th, I believe today. Um, we, uh, you know, in years past, I have had tags in my pocket this time of year and, you know, it's always kind of hard to still hunt and do things because, you know, we start getting the Christmas parties come rolling around and those kind of things. But I still try to, um, 
get get after it in a good way and just like from in my head you know my game plan always this time of year is you know uh maybe move some trail cameras to some good food sources or you know do still try to do some scouting when i sneak out there um to find new places for later in the year like for example i you know have a piece on a spot on some state land that uh i found and i left a camera there and I believe it was the first week of December and the second week of December. I had a really, really nice buck uh, show up in daylight three times. So that was something that's always in the back of my mind. It's like, man, if I was carrying a po- if I was carrying a tag in my pocket still this year, I would definitely be focused in on that data from the you know the years past and um, you know try to go make a play on that deer either with you know depending on where you are, you can do it with a gun still or muzzleloader or a bow and. So those are the kind of things I always try to do just to have, you know, just because this year I'm done hunting bucks in Michigan doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to have many years ahead. So I still try to like gather as much intel as I can. And then also that same mindset I take when I start, you know, rabbit hunting and walking around and doing these things with, you know, my friends, Tyler and, you know, me and Henry go out with beagles and do these kind of things. Like I'm always scouting and always looking to see what I can do. But I do believe that on a private piece that we have, you know, we're able to have a food plot on this one spot that you know the this upcoming week uh i have had some really nice bucks daylighting consistently in the evenings on those food sources and i remember i think it was two years ago my brother was bow hunting and i was like trying really hard to get him to go 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 there with me and be like dude let's shoot this deer like this is this is a deer that we should probably kill you know it wasn't something i was really intrigued with um but and i don't even think i'd shot a buck that year i was just like this would be a great first buck for you to kill it's you know we're talking like pope and young size deer let's get in there and go shoot that thing in the snow and you know we, we with the work schedule and some things that came up it just never really worked out exactly how he wanted to but I mean, those are, there's some like really good opportunities to still kill deer. So don't be completely, uh, depressed that your season is over, you know, try to get, try to get, you know, um, on a deer and, you know, maybe this year you fail miserably and don't have success and like shoot a deer or do anything you want, but try to learn. And then you keep doing that year after year and then you should get a little stockpile of things you, you know, you can fall back on and, you know, seal a deal and, you know, the future, but no, so I just, let's just dive into some of this stuff. Um, you know, I pulled up these numbers online, so obviously they're estimates, I'm sure, and that kind of thing. But we can just dive right into Iowa because that's just where I was. I mean, I, you know, you go there and you, you don't even hear like gunshots on opening day. It's just, it's crazy. You know, used to, in Michigan, you know, you, this year was a pretty slow year for gun season, but I mean, you hear shots all throughout the day. I think I heard in five days of hunting, I maybe only heard. Like I might have heard twenty shots, and I know that multiple there was multiple sets, maybe two or three of those shots were like multiple shots from the same person. So realistically, I probably heard like, I mean, maybe ten different people shoot, maybe eight. But let's see, the twenty-two harvest they said they shot one hundred ten thousand deer throughout the year, and they have approximately two hundred eighteen thousand hunters. And they believe that they have 450,000 deer in the state of Iowa. So that is, I mean, a lot less than Michigan. I mean, we have, um, you know, obviously more than that. But they, you know, 
they're only shooting 110,000 deer a year. I think like Michigan, they, we shoot more than that just in our regular firearm season. So that's a pretty big deal. Like just from seeing that right off the jump for me when I was looking into this. And then I was also able to look up like their, their, their website, like as of right now, like today they have killed, uh, 67,000 deer in Iowa. And so that is after their first gun season. So there's been five days of gun season and they've only killed 67,000 deer. Uh, of the 67,000 deer, 32,000 have been bucks. I'm rounding some of these numbers. And then, you know, there's been almost 30,000 does. And they do have, it's kind of cool, they actually break it down like doe, doe fawn, antlered buck, and button buck, and shed buck. So if you... Like, Michigan doesn't do that. So, like, their button bucks would classify under the does. So, um, if you'd take the button bucks, which they believe 5,000 of those have been shot, and roll that into the bucks, that's actually 37,000 bucks have been shot and 30,000 does. So, that is, <laughs> that would, you know, goes to believe with me seeing very limited, you know, or hearing very few gunshots. There's just not as many deer getting shot. Uh, during their gun season and then we roll into Illinois because that's the other state I hunted this year they believe that there were 158,000 deer shot last year so you know more than Iowa but not much I mean we're talking 40,000 more um, you know 48,000 more deer shot than in uh, Iowa and and they have much more hunters you know not much more I mean they have almost 300,000 hunters they believe in Illinois. So, I mean, they have, you know, 80,000 more hunters approximately than Iowa and their deer population is 640,000, they think. So, I mean, they have more deer, they have more hunters and their harvest is not, you know, it's more than Iowa, but not like glaringly like high. And they, you know, they're, they're an over the counter, uh, tag for non-residents and stuff like that so i'm not sure if I'm, i believe these numbers come from that so i'm assuming they probably just have more hunters because they have the there's more non-resident hunters that go to illinois but that's crazy like they have they have way more deer they have more hunters and they really don't even shoot that much so i don't know what that means i mean that could be a lot of different things that there's um you know the success rate seems to be similar they think about 30 percent success rate in illinois and in iowa um but you know, you see these numbers of, it's a big, they make a big deal about their gun season. I think their gun season is like a three, they have like a first gun. It's like three days maybe. And like when I was down in Illinois talking to the neighbors and talking to the people around our lease, um, you know, talking to some of the state land, um, you know, the public ground that was down there, you know, you run into a guy, so you chit chat with a little bit old boy or local people and they all are like, oh yeah, no, barely anyone, you know, you bow hunts. We very rarely run into people, but man, gun season is just like, out of this world and you know the processors say the same thing yeah we don't we don't really get that many deer but man when gun season comes around we get a lot so i was kind of shocked that it was only you know fifty three thousand deer that got shot like i said i believe michigan one hundred and fifty three thousand deer get shot on the first gun season so obviously it's a few more days but i believe like the majority of those deer and regular firearm get shot within the first like few days of gun also so it's um I wish only 53,000 deer got shot in Michigan <laughs> during uh, gun season, but that was that. And then they're, you know, breaking down the bucks of the total deer shot. They believe, you know, 158,000. So for 22, 
they think you know 86,000 bucks got shot and then 71,000 does so more bucks than does um is no you know not as close to a ratio as you know Iowa is but still you know relatively close so then let's roll into Michigan the home state of Michigan uh first off I'll do let's we'll compare this Iowa they believe there are 218,000 hunters Illinois 297,000 hunters Michigan is coming in at 540,000 hunters which is actually on a decline compared to what used to be in like the 2000s and then we have a lot of hunters but we also have way more deer um and like I said maybe I'm wrong on this I didn't do like a crazy detailed like search but I kind of used the same websites to do all three of these states so like whatever website I used to find one thing I just kind of went through it and found it for each state so it was saying they think there's approximately two million deer in Michigan so we have way more deer than the other few states and then we have you know a lot more hunters well and because of that we have way more deer that get killed so in Michigan 345,000 deer they thought got shot last year now we have the app now in Michigan so there's you know data that's on that if you look on the the app you know I believe I found maybe it said 304,000 deer were shot but then this what like I said I use the same website they they said this so I was just trying to keep it consistent so over 300,000 300,000 deer got shot in Michigan and you know that compared to that's double Illinois and over double Iowa <laughs> And of those deer that got shot last year, 152,000 were bucks and 87,000 were does. So that's, and that, that same trajectory is going on this year too with about twice as many bucks get shot as does. So, and they also think that 54% of the deer killed in Michigan get shot during regular firearm. So our gun season just decimates deer. Now, I don't think... I don't think it's I don't think Michigan's problem is that we shoot too many deer. I think it's just I think that shooting as many deer as we do is fine because we still have a healthy population and there's just a lot of deer around. And now obviously this is in certain areas of the state. Michigan's pretty diversified with like terrain and where you are and you know we have the UP and all those kind of things, but for the most part I think you know we do need to shoot quite a few deer and that's fine. Like they 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 rebound really well from that. But that's just that's crazy that that many more bucks get shot than does so then that leads me into another thing that i've been you know really pondering the last few years from all these out-of-state hunts um you know because there's a movement between you know let them grow or let them go let them grow that's been going on for a few years i believe in that i mean i've been passing deer for a long time family members have all that stuff and then you always have the, you know, the rebuttal, you know, the guys saying, you know, shoot what you want, shoot what makes you happy, that's fine. Like, if a guy wants to go out there and shoot the first, you know, first year and a half of buck he sees because he only has two days to hunt, you know, and then the, the amount of excitement that guy gets, I guarantee you is very similar to the excitement I get when I get to shoot, you know, one of my target bucks. I mean, you get the, the adrenaline rush, you get that, that, the reason we're out there doing that is to do that, you can... You know, you get to process the deer, you know, provide for your family. All those same attributes that we love hunting, you know, it doesn't really matter on the size of the deer. Like, you still do that. You're still, you know, the personal responsibility for that. I get all that. Like, I'm totally on board. 
if you haven't shot very many deer, go out there and shoot some deer. Like, you you know, do that. You know, I'm I'm more of a proponent for like, you know, stepping up, you know, climbing the ladder and doing those kind of things and challenging oneself. Like that's because I love this, so that's kind of how I approach it. But I think, um, like Illinois, for example, you go to a processor, you see deer that are shot. There are plenty of small bucks that get shot. Like, it's not uncommon to see a six point, four point. You know, at the taxidermy, you see, you know, giant bucks that are killed, but then there's also little deer that get killed. Similar sized deer that you see people kill in Michigan all the time. You know, I, in Iowa, same thing. I, you know, we've, with the whole, um, you know, we can't bring deer across state lines. So a lot of times when a deer gets shot, we have to bring it to the processor and, you know, take care of it and do that kind of a thing. And... I've been to the processor after the five day gun season is up in Iowa. And first of all, there's not that many deer that are at the processor. They think it's a lot, but it's not nothing compared to some of the processors around here in Michigan. And you would be, I mean, I'm telling you spikes, four pointers, year and a half old bucks galore. Now, obviously not every person who shoots, you know, a big buck, is bringing it to the processors. I'm not seeing all of them, but I think it's relative to the amount of people who process their deer in each state is pretty similar on a percentage scale. So I think the, at the end of the day, what it is is that there's just so many more hunters in Michigan that if 20% of the people are killing, you know, little bucks in these other states, well, we're just 20% of our hunters is just astronomically more. And it's probably even more skewed because we're shooting our percentage of bucks we're shooting compared to does is that much higher in Michigan than it is in these other States. So yes, that's why I think it is a good thing to have a proponent to, Hey, we got to let these little deer go. We got to do a better job of doing this because we kill so many more bucks than does than every other, of these one of these Midwest States. And, you know, there's the arguments that go around saying that, Oh, you know, I don't see any does. I used to see deer all the time. No, I don't see them. So, you know, DNR is just trying to kill them all and do those kind of things. Like, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to get down that rabbit hole. I'm just saying that if you look at the data to what the best estimation we have, we kill more bucks than does on the scale way more than these other Midwest states. So, that's why you gotta, we have just so many, there's, yeah, shoot what you want, make you happy. Well, who cares whether people shoot? Well, it kind of matters because we are different than an other state because we have so many more hunters. And, like, this tradition that we have is going down this road. And I don't know what that might be to change it. But I do know from my experience, the more neighbors that we get on board with, like, hey, we're passing deer, let's try to do this, let's, you know, see what we can do. The more that happens, the better my hunting in Michigan has got over the years. And to me, that means better hunting for me means having mature deer to chase, having good hunts, as in seeing running activity, uh, watching deer actually do deer things. Like you go to Illinois, you go to Missouri, you go to Iowa, you see deer act like deer because they don't have as much pressure. The herd structure is correct. There's a mature deer level throughout the herd. Michigan, you don't really get that in certain areas because, one, the pressure is so high. Two, there's a skewed scale of little bucks running around compared to mature deer or older deer. So there's all these benefits to doing that. And 
you know, I don't have the ability to own enough property to do this myself. So my, my whole basis has been over the years, like getting on board with neighbors and trying to be that guy that's, Hey man, I'm passing deer like this. You know, what do you think? And you know, there's, you just kind of, kind of learn how to do that. But if you want better hunting in Michigan, in Michigan for you or your, you know, piece of land that you hunt, you know, you got to, first of all, you got to get a lot of spots and that could be state land. That could be private, all those things. Cause unless you have the, the, you're fortunate to have huge property. I mean, you got to be in multiple different areas and that, I mean, there is a lot of legwork that comes with that. It means you got to knock on doors. You got to, once you get permission somewhere, you got to talk to the other neighbors and see what they're doing. And if you can just be that person, that's like, Hey man, this is what I do. And you have a line of communication. Well, guess what? If that dude does shoot a deer, you pass. Oh, well, who cares? You know, go up to him, help him track it, whatever he needs to do. Hey, congrats, man. That's awesome. Still share info with him. And I mean, there's over the last five years, there's been tons of deer that have been passed by uh, me and family members and those kind of things, friends and other people end up shooting them, even though we were like, Hey, we're going to pass this deer. And yeah, you know what? At the time you're like, man, that kind of stinks. But still there's been deer that have made it and gotten to the point where they're mature. And then we get to go have really good hunts trying to kill those deer. So, I mean, that's just part of the struggle and part of like the journey and I think Michigan has the ability to get to that point. I mean, if you look across the, you know, the social media and see all these pockets of deer that get shot they're I mean, they're on par with all these other states. It's just, you know, it's just far and few between compared to some of the other counties and that kind of thing. But I think it's because guys are getting on board, their neighbors are on board, their communities on board. And all we need is just to get these deer to be old enough. Like that's all it takes is just let them be old enough, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, you can tell I'm kind of passionate about this and I like it. And I think that, you know, I try to, uh, I'm not trying to like tell people how to do their hunt or anything like that, but I would love for it to get to the point where the majority of our hunters are okay with letting year and a half, two and a half year old bucks go, you know, and not just shoot the first buck they see. And then, you know, you got the guys, I'm, you know, and I, it also sympathizes with the guys who don't have the amount of time to go hunting as like I do or other people do, but there's 2 million deer in Michigan. There's a lot of does. So, I mean, you do, that's a very viable opportunity to go shoot a doe maybe instead of shooting that little buck. And I get it. Does don't have horns. You know, people say, well, you can't eat the horns, you know, that kind of stuff. But guess what? You shoot a six point or you shoot a spike, or you shoot a four point, you get to keep that rack, right? I mean, that rack's either in your shed, in the garage, in a box, you hang it on the wall. That's cool. Like you have something to remember that hunt by. You shoot a doe, it's a little harder to remember that hunt because you don't have that tangible thing at the end of it. But you're you think of it long term, you know, you're doing the herd better, you're doing all these things. I mean, everyone you talk to, if you spend any time listening to podcasts, I hope that you guys put in the effort to listen to a lot of other people who are like biologists and all this kind of stuff. A healthy buck to doe ratio is like one of the number one things that people strive to have. And that's, we just lack in that in Michigan. So go out there and kill some does and do those kind of things. And, you know, just challengers. I just encourage everyone to challenge themselves and get to that point because I think we can have some of the same success that these other states have, but it comes down to us as the hunters to, you know, do that part. And that's only because there's so many more hunters in Michigan. And, you know, I'm probably preaching the choir to some people who are listening to this, but you know, maybe go out of your way and try to, you know, educate or help other people in that regard. Like I can't tell you many times, you know, someone's, you know, a neighbor or something like I have a perfect example. 
I have a spot close to home that I hunt. Uh, me and a few buddies and a few neighbors are on board with, you know, passing certain kind of deer. Come to find out, we had a new neighbor move in a few years ago. Um, I ended up talking to him and just chit-chatting and, you know, just going through. And he was just, like, talking about how he used to hunt certain area. Has, you know, not had very many luck, you know, have had very good success there. There's not as many deer as there used to be, you know, kind of going through it all. And then he's like, yeah, I moved here and, you know, I got some land and, you know, there's deer all over the place. Like so many eight points and six points. And he's like all excited because he's just never had that. And, you know, he's, I was like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, well, how, I was like, how have you, how have you done last couple of years? And he's like, showing me pictures of all these deer he's been shooting. And, you know, I was very familiar with most of them. Like, yep, that, I was like, oh, and for me, it's kind of nice. Cause it's like, okay, now I know that that deer is not, you know, one to target or that, that's where that one went. That's where this one went kind of a thing. And I never talking to him. And then, uh, you know, I was like, well, that's awesome. But I was like, have you seen this deer? And I showed him, a, you know, a picture of a really big deer that we were passing to hopefully gets next year. He's like, oh, my gosh, yes, I have. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. He's like, yep, you know, he's like, he's like, you guys are, are passing that deer. And I was like, yeah, man, we, you know, we're trying to get him to be, you know, four and a half, five and a half years old. We're pretty sure he's only three and a half. And um, he's like, so all these deer I've shot, you guys aren't shooting? I was like, yeah, man. He's like, I never would have thought that. Like, he's like, I He's like, I would have had no idea. I, was, I just figured everyone's shooting these deer because, you know, that's what people do. And I was like, no, man, like we're, we're passing those kind of deer and doing that. And I could just tell as soon as we had this conversation, he was fully like, he was like, oh my gosh, like, this is great. Like he liked it. He was like, well, he's like, I don't think I need to shoot. And he said that he's like, well, maybe this year I'm not going to shoot a deer like that. He's like, now that I got it, no, you guys aren't shooting. I'm like, it'd be kind of cool to get more deer like the one I showed him on picture. Cause I mean, his excitement level of him explaining how he has that deer on camera too, like has never seen a deer that big or never had a picture of a deer that big. I mean, that's cool, man. That's like the fun of this. So, I mean, th those kind of conversations can really help. And, you know, I'll probably touch base with him this spring and see how his year went. And, you know, he could show me pictures of, you know, two and a half year old eight points and, you know, that kind of thing. But he, you know, and I'll be ecstatic for him if he's happy. Like if he's like, dude, I passed, you know, six points in that. And he's like, I ended up getting this nice eight point and like, good for you, dude. You, you, you're starting to work up that chain, you know, passing deer. Like it takes, you know, it takes baby steps. I remember the first few deer I passed, it was a big deal to me. And, you know, looking back at them, they were a year and a half full bucks, but to have that self-control and to like follow the plan and, you know, strive for those goals, it was, it was a pretty, you know, a pretty big step in my life and my, you know, career of running. So. Yeah, get out there and, you know, try to talk to those, you know, those neighbors and those people. And, like, to be honest, I have properties where I talk to the neighbors and they're pretty set in their ways. And, like, they're open about, like, yeah, I'm not passing those kind of deer. So then, you know, you kind of, as me as the hunter, it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to, you know, change my goals? Am I going to change what I want to do? You know, am I going to... Am I going to settle for, you know, doing something that I said I didn't want to do just because they're doing that? You know, so there's kind of that middle ground you got to find. So, like, for me, in all honesty, like, I have properties that I target four-and-a-half-year-old bucks. I have properties that I let four-and-a-half-year-olds. So, on those properties that I do pass, you know, four-and-a-half-year-old bucks or I don't pass four-and-a-half-year-old bucks and I shoot them, I can promise you that there will probably be a point in time where I might be consistently being on four-and-a-half-year-old deer. And then I'll, I might have to change that. I might be like, okay, hey, 
I've, you know, completed that goal. I've shot a few four and a half year old bucks on this property. Let's see if I can get to five and a half. And, you know, that's something that I've always kind of done because like that scale has always moved up for me and through my, you know, journey it used to be past year and a half old bucks, target eight points, shot a few of those. Now it's like try to get to three and a half year old bucks and you shoot a handful of those and it's like, okay, let's now up the ante. Let's go to four and a half, five and a half year old bucks. So I'm just trying to work that ladder and I'm fully prepared with, with not shooting a buck. You know, I went three years out shooting a buck with my bow and then this year, you know, it all worked out great. Shot two bucks with my bow. So, I mean, those are the kind of sacrifices I'm willing to make. And just because I wasn't killing deer, my, you know, my, my fire was still lit. Like I was still, you know, scouting. I was still, you know, trying to do things I could do to be better, you know, tweaking setups, tweaking access routes, tweaking, you know, camera locations and doing all those things. And I mean, that's, that's, that's as much fun as, you know, sitting in a tree. Cause I mean, tell you the truth, sometimes when you're sitting in the tree, it, you know, you have that moment where it's the coolest thing ever, but there's a lot of times where it's like, man, this is brutal. Like the weather's terrible. You know, I just, I'm sweating. Like, I mean, dude, Illinois this year, I've never sweated so much while hunting. And, you know, those are the kind of moments that, you know, if I'm down there, when I was down there scouting in the spring, that was fun the whole time. Like, cause you just never know what you're going to find and doing that. So, I mean, this, this journey is, you know, very multi-leveled and, um, it's, you get, you kind of get what you put into it, but no, I think, uh, I think I'm going to kind of wrap this up on that. I think, uh, I kind of look forward to, uh, to doing a few, uh, these episodes the next couple of weeks, got some guys lined up and, um, you know, really look forward to getting my dad on here. We can recap our Iowa hunt. And then <clears throat> I really like my favorite part of podcasting. I always love hearing success stories. You know, when other people do them, have other people on, they get to tell about their season, you know, the the deer they end up shooting. If that's a surprise deer, never never knew the deer existed and this mega comes out and they get to shoot them or if it's a buck they have history with, like that's, I love those kind of stories. So this is kind of becoming my favorite time of year for podcasts because you get a lot of that, you know, across everyone. So I do look forward to having a few people on that have shot some deer. Some of those guys are going to be repeat, you know, repeat people because they're my friends and they're kind of my group and obviously every time they shoot something I love you know love hearing their story and having that conversation so that's coming up uh we're chasing rabbits here real quick so you know we're going to be doing some stuff with them um and then you know habitat stuff is in the works for a lot of people once January 1st hits you know get out and there's a lot of dedicated people out there to making their properties better so I really look forward to you know chit chat with some of those guys hopefully and learn as much as I can but yeah overall I do appreciate you guys listening to this I know it was a little different than you had done but just one of those things where it's like I just cannot it's hard to like wrap your head around like why is Michigan lacking in certain areas compared to these other states when you like have boots on the ground um that's you know it's like man I've walked a lot of these other areas it's like I've walked the same kind of stuff in Michigan and it's I just don't see the same things you don't see the buck sign you don't see this and it's like, okay, the only thing I can kind of wrap my head around is there's just so many more people who hunt in Michigan. Like, we just have that many more hunters. And it's just, you know, that much more, you know, people that own property, too. So, you know, Iowa has big tracts of land. Illinois does. Like, you look on Onyx or whatever mapping system you have and you see property owners. I mean, it's pretty easy to see that this guy owns a lot. You go over to Michigan and, you know, you kind of, these rural areas, and you look, 
it's like this guy owns 10 acres this guy owns 20 acres this guy owns 40 you know and it's just across the board when you go there there's you know there's mile sections that one guy owns that mile by mile section and it's then he owns another one and he owns another one and this guy owns that one and you know there's just big expanse because there's just less people you know recreational hunting and doing that like michigan's been the the area where people have always enjoyed you know being outside and you know coming up from the cities and you know northbound and doing their fishing and doing all these you know outdoor activities and that leads them to buying a 10 acre piece here or 20 or 40 you know doing those kind of things so i think there's a few things that you know make it different but i think that the majority of people who get on the same page and do it i think that i'm, I'm pretty opportunistic you know obviously i'm in my 30s so i have a lot of a lot of future hunting you know in front of me you know i have like my grandpa and you know, my dad, they're the other generations. They're kind of like, really like, man, there's been a huge swing from even when, like when my dad started hunting to now, I mean, it is remarkably different, you know, than it used to be. And that same goes for my grandpa. I mean, my grandpa, he, he talks about how it was a big deal to see a deer track, a big deal. And I mean, that was not that long ago. So, I mean, a big change can happen. A swing in things can easily happen in the state. And I think it's, uh, the future is looking bright, you know, having my son, you know, Henry being able to go out there and chase deer and do those same kind of things and to keep passing this down for generation, to generation, um, means a lot. And it's just good, clean fun. You know, I, I don't think it, uh, I just don't think there's, uh, as much enjoyment as someone who gets to go outside, see how the world, you know, revolves, you know, through things growing through the cycles of the summer and the fall and the winter and the spring, uh, knowing that you put some hard work into something, you can watch a little food plot grow. I mean, those are all things that I hope I'm instilling in him that he can use to be successful as an adult. I mean, I know that's kind of how I grew up, you know, watching how a farm works, you know, watching how you have, you know, so much time in a day. And if you want to have a hobby, you know, like hunting, you, you know, you can do it like this and you can get set up for this and then you can re reap that reward later on it's not like this instant success or this instant gratification that you know you get through surfing through your phone or playing a video game or those kind of things so i think it's pretty good and i i uh, just wanted to continue for my grandkids one day and uh like who, who we're, we're listening to this podcast because we like being outside doing those kind of things so hey everyone have a merry christmas you know getting ready for the holidays the gauntlet of uh, of Christmas parties is almost upon us. I had one already this week. Um, so everyone stay true to your form, get, get through it, you know, maybe take care of some of the family stuff that you've put off because of November, uh, when you're being gone hunting and doing all those kind of things, take care of your family first. And, uh, I know that that's something I'm constantly trying to work on and make sure I do better. And, you know, this year I learned a lot. Um, and I, you know, like I said, I'm very blessed to be able to hunt as much as I do. And I think there was a couple of times where maybe I, I, uh, did something or went hunting or, you know, neglected one thing and I probably shouldn't have. So I'm just trying to do your best part to remember that. So then the next time you're faced with that, you can maybe do a little better job and, uh, let's keep doing this, keep the families happy so we can keep, you know, doing the things we love. But, uh, yeah, you guys enjoy, uh, hope you enjoy this episode. It was a quick one. But uh, I do appreciate it and look forward to uh, doing one next week.